The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. The views expressed by the hosts and guests of the Comic Book Chronicles are the opinions of said hosts and guests. They do not reflect the opinions of the Comic Book Chronicles, the Click Nation, or the Cold Slither Podcast Network in any part. Thank you. Spoilers. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host, Radicat, and you can find me at Radicat on Twitter. You can find me at News Notes Need on Twitter. You can find me at CB Caps on Instagram. South Carolina with Columbia down the way. And the sound effects you've heard come from none other than, well, let's see. And now, directly from the planet of Brooklyn. One agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, everybody? We are day late, but we are definitely not a dollar short. Just the B, the R, the O, the O-A. L-Y-N is the place where I stay. Co-hosting from the Borough of Kings. And knowing is half the battle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, folks. Yes, folks. But if you want to give us a dollar, you can, can, well, you know, handle that through the through the twitch thing but anyway stop um you can find this here. i was about to say I'll, you know in the new year maybe we'll be starting a patreon i know right i believe me i've thought about that i have thought about it but we, there were there's some logistics we'd have to go through so no. but anyway um more on that at some other time uh before now you can find this here podcast on the coastal podcast network the cspn.us do it today you can also find this here podcast on your podcast parental place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coast of the Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. Make sure to hit like and subscribe and to give us all the five-star reviews. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us recording live every third, normally every Thursday night, 9.30-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the YouTube channel of the, the Click Nation. That's youtube.com slash the Click Nation. And also twitch.tv slash comic book chronicles. Make sure to click like, subscribe, and hit the notification button so that you know when we're on, especially when we have gremlins pop up into the system and we have to come on a day late. Indeed, but in this case, we've got a slight, uh, well, I dare say a parallel upgrade, if that makes sense. But nevertheless, we'll, we don't need to get into that right now. Uh, but what we are going to get into, uh, first off, is a spoiler-free recap of, well, spoiler-free impressions of the Bat Batch uh, Season 2, Episode 5. Do you have an ti- episode title for this? Uh, it's called Entombed. Oh, you mean it's not the Bad Batch in the Last Crusade? <laughs> it might as well be. It might as well, because so, we were talking before the show about that also. It was too funny. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, 
this is not. I, I, I guess the second season of the Bad Batch is going in a direction that I, should not be unexpected. It right. should not be a surprise that the Bad Batch is looking to find their own path aside mm-hmm. from dealing with Sid. And ultimately, it is Omega's eagerness that gets them into some hot water. And it definitely felt a little bit like an A-Team episode, which a lot of these things do. But uh, I really love that Echo is very much the voice of the fans who say, who, who are thinking, well, you guys are 0 for 2 when it comes to treasure hunting. Right, that was I thought it was tech. Oh, was it so, tech? I yeah, thought I it was echo. I thought it was I'm I'm I misremember also. It was one of them too, but I thought it was tech that said that. So I don't know. Right. But either way, one of them said it and and yeah. Um mm-hmm. and uh actually in going back to um Omega like getting them into trouble but also getting them out by some you know, by being the one who's uh deciphering the clues and, and whatnot. So right. you know. She's She's definitely the heart of the team and also, you know, some would argue the strategist in certain ways or coming into being the strategist. Right. You know? Right. She's she she may be this like uh whatchamacallit, like uh uh oh my goodness. I can't remember his name because I want to call him Bandana. Um, oh Hunter. Hunter, thank you. <laughs> uh, um, shout out to Wanda, Sonic, uh, Wanda yeah. Sykes' character calling him Van Damme. <laughs> no, no, Bandana, not Van Damme. No, no, she called him Van Damme also. Was Are it, you serious? Yeah. I think so, I thought she like, maybe. You know what? You might be right because I could. Uh, I might have misheard it. But I, I was about to say, won- I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like, that. W- I would have cried laughing if she actually called him Van Damme and he did, like, the splits or something. I'm like, no, he called her Van Damme. That, him might, Van that may have been the truth, but see, I was, yeah, I was in the middle of, of some, some tech repair, so maybe that was... Uh, I was about to say, I was about to say. But like, I was like, wait, because I, I, I didn't go back and watch it again, because I was like, I just sat there and laughed. I was, I was like, really? <laughs> and I didn't have subtitles on, so I didn't. So, Bandana does make sense, because I know he's been called that before, but... Right. Um... But I right. could have sworn I, I, I could have sworn right. I heard him say Van Damme. I was like, "What?" <laughs> That's funny, right? So Hunter is the 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 tactician, but not he's the strat. Right? Yeah, he's the it's kind of the leader subtle, slash. Right. It's a right. very subtle. Right. It's a very subtle difference there. Right. Right. Very subtle. And they have Tech, who's you know who's who's kind of sort of the, the brains of yeah he's the he's the tech guy, the kind of the brains, but also you have you know, but he's also a little bit more technical you know, right. than Omega. So she kind of fits in a couple of different pockets. Yeah. Um, Agreed. And, and also being a child, she's, she, she's like wrecker. Cause you know, you know, how yeah. he is, so. you know, she's precocious to a fault. Exactly. So she's, so it was no wonder that she would fit in, but yeah, as you said that they are definitely trying to find, uh, their new path going, getting, getting away from the clone wars, um, and it sounds like they might be, uh, you know, possibly, I mean, cause I remember Echo saying one time, like, yo, we need to, we need to be doing something bigger and better. So we don't know whether that means are they, you know, going to be joining the rebellion, uh, or, you know, you know, doing something similar in their own way. We don't, we don't necessarily know, but it looks like, you know, season two, as you said, is kind of going their way to kind of figure out what that might be. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I guess I'll take this time to also mention um, 
since mentioning uh, Wanda Sykes' character, uh, we were talking before the show, and we were thinking, like, you know what? This would have been a perfect uh, episode for them to introduce uh, Dr. Afra. But as Agent 70 kind of reminded me, like, at this point in the Star Wars timeline, she probably would have been a little on the younger side. That doesn't mean that she couldn't have still, you know, been there or or right. been, been involved. But, you know, she would have been probably close, if not probably just maybe a little older than, um, a little bit older I, than Omega. I was about Omega. to say, maybe even, like, young Hera's age, you know, from the first season. Possibly. Or yeah, because yeah, because um, yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah, we never, we don't really get a sense of how old, you know, her or Omega is at, at this point. Uh, right. So, but regardless, like Doctor Afra would have probably, she wouldn't have been a doctor probably at this point. But uh, you know, she they, they could have introduced um, introduced her into this for the the same shenanigans they ended up getting into. Because sure. you know, if if the if, if uh, Agent Seventy's reference didn't give you any clue to to what this episode is kind of about, then yeah, there is that. <laughs> so we named the dog Indiana. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> nice. But uh, but yeah, ultimately it was a it was a pretty good episode. Um, I don't think there was anything you know to the side of it that would um, that would. Um, that's gonna come up anywhere else, or maybe it is because I guess that one, the the one the what they found, may end up being something, uh, right. Later on, right. We'll see how that all you know, if we if we know anything about Filoni's storytelling uh, style is that he does loop things back around. Yep. So. Yep. Do we know how many episodes are on this season? No, I haven't. I I don't recall seeing. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, not trying to wish it the end of anything, but I was like, I'm kind of curious because we, that would get a sense of what they could potentially do mm-hmm. uh, in the season, especially if they're trying to maybe, maybe not get um, Crosshairs back in the picture. Right. Uh, ultimately, you know, I, I think Crosshairs is going to play a role, but maybe it won't be, it will, it will not be like a, a true redemption. Right. But we'll see. Right. We will see. But yeah, but that being said, that was a bad batch. Good, it was it was a good episode. It was, it was fun, you know. And even yep. with even with the uh, the synergy <laughs> of the properties, uh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, one last thing. The the uh, I've meant to ask you this earlier. H uh, seventy did not the thing they went in after remind you of um uh um uh, uh, the fifth element. I have not seen the fifth element in a long time. So the, I that that reference is lost on me. I've not seen that in the for the better part of almost thirty years. Go back and look at what they end up going after and then go back into what's uh what they uh what they ultimately end up being after in the in the fifth element. They kinda look similar. Okay. So I'll take your word for it. It's been it's I have not ever thought about going back to watch that movie again. Uh, it's a fun movie. Every now and then, if it's on somewhere, then I'll, I'll watch it. But yeah, to seek it out, yeah, I, I understand that. Got it. But that being the case, we're going to get over into the, the books. And we are going to start off with Amazing Spider-Man number 18. Surprise, surprise. We only have a few books in common this weekend. 
your very own agent underscore 70 did not read all that many books. Amazing Spider-Man number number 18. Did you say 17? 18. Mm, Okay. Okay. Amazing Spider-Man number 18. Is written by Zeb Wells with pencils by Ed McGuinness, inks by Cliff Rathburn, colors by Marcio Meniz and Eric Arseniega, and letters by our favorite, Lettering Python, VC's Joe Caramagna. We are in, I believe, the penultimate issue of Dark Web. Am I am I mistaken? You are not, because I believe the next issue is the Omega, uh, the the Omega episode right. issue. Right. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So finally, <laughs> finally, Dark yeah. Web is about to end. So in this issue, we find that uh, Madeline Pryor is trying to make atone, is trying to atone for her actions in this mess, and Ben Riley is not. And that basically is what this story boils down to. We also have a little bit of Peter Parker uh, doing his level best to get the hell out of where he is stuck with Joe, uh, with uh, J. Jonah Jameson and uh, Joe Robbie Robertson. Mm -hmm. So which happens. So, I mean, that's not, you know, it's not that much of a spoiler. Well, actually, technically, well, regardless, they're not going too far as it, but yeah, they're definitely doing that. And we are, so... It goes without saying, because this is an event, uh, you would have definitely have had to have read, um, was it Immortal from last week? Yeah, Immortal Next Man from last week. Uh, yeah, the, you got to look at the crossover. Um, yeah, no, um, I was I was <laughs> trying not to look at the books, uh, uh, but going to have to. But I believe it was Immortal Next because because it kind of plays off right off after that, uh, going into this. <laughs> um... Was it? I'm sorry, folks. No, not immortal. Um, what X Men was it then? Are you looking it up? Oh, I'm sorry. Dark Web. Dark Web X Men number three. There it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I forgot about that because Immortal is a whole different kind of <laughs> thing, which I finally ended up reading. Which, uh, if you still have that link, by the way, Agent Center from last week, guys, uh, shoot that off to me. I forgot to ask you. Uh, or you said something that made um made the uh, the whole situation make a little bit more sense with Sinister and whatnot. Oh, the 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 article. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Something. Uh, I thought did I send it? I'm gonna double no, check. No. Anyway, but either but, way, uh, but yeah, I was about to say I you know we can wrap the uh, the discussion on amazing, uh, eighteen. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Um, I mean. It was kind of fun, but Dark Web as a whole still seems to be something that didn't need to happen. I'm still convinced of that. Uh, you know what? You know, they were looking for a way to, you know, celebrate Inferno, maybe. Sure. And I get that. And I I get that. But I don't know. You know, it's just that like neither of us really care for Ben Riley, and I care for Ben Riley less now than I ever have in the, you know before. So pretty much, yeah. In, in, anything that's been going on between uh, um, the last volume of Amazing and this event is not doing anything to help that. So, mm-hmm. um, but it is what it is. 
next up, though. Uh, Gargoyles number two. We're not going to get uh, caught on uh, copyright stuff because I'm singing it. Yeah. But um, I don't know you're singing that good, so you might. You, you never know. <laughs> that's funny. It's funny just because I'm in tune, right? But anyway, Gargoyles number two is written by uh, the series creator Greg Weissman. It's illustrated by George Combadeus. That's a Greek name. Mm. It's lettered by Jeff Eckleberry. And uh, David Nakayama provides the main cover. I'm just looking at the, the credit page. I didn't actually write that down in my notes. Oh, okay. How about that? So, it, but... so uh, you know, we're, we're coming right off of the events of the uh, previous issue. If you are not caught up with this, this is probably a, 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 a it's still okay to jump on right now. Yeah. I would still recommend that you read the first issue because it does get you up to speed. But if you're just picking this up, at random, you could still pretty much follow along. There's still some new reader-friendly aspects to this book that I think are very important. And it helped me kind of refresh my recollection as to what happened in the first issue. And just to you know get up to speed as to what the stakes are here. And it's very it was it was it it was kind of nice to see uh some some uh, a specific character return that we did not see in that first issue. Um, that this character and, and what's great about being a fan of the animated series is that I hear the actors' voices <laughs> that reading these characters say their dialogue. When I'm reading the, the the word balloons, I hear the actor voices. Right. You know, especially if I recognize them, like the really well-known ones. Right. So like the, the main crew or the the core. Exactly, yeah, exactly. The primary character. Right. Yeah. Unlike myself, who have probably watched no more than if that the first episode of the show and not really much else. You know, probably seen like a bit or two here and there, and I still hadn't actually gone back and watched it. But even though I will do that, because I'm very, very. There's some things that have come up between the last couple of issues. Like, I need to know how in the world any of that came about <laughs> kind of situation. But also, like um, 8 to 7, 8, knowing the voice casts uh, or some of the some of the folks who show up for the on the voice cast, like I can kind of hear at the very least one voice, like that's mm-hmm. a, of Goliath, I believe. Right, so, right. Um, because of that, but outside of that, yeah, the rest of them I couldn't tell you from. I uh, couldn't tell you too much on, but I know it's a, a it's a very stacked uh, voice cast for that series, and I'm kind of looking forward to kind of going uh going back to it, or going to it rather, not going back to it, right, to, to check it out. So, so from your recollection from, I guess, because I know this is supposed to be quote unquote like season eight. So does this kind of truck with what you, you, I know it's kind of, it's been a while. I didn't watch like the, 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 the latter parts of the, the, the series. I don't recall very well at all. The early stuff is the best stuff. I got you. Okay. So you know, I, and I, if I recall correctly, I lost track of it when, uh, I guess they were, you know, like they were, they were. Uh, shorter seasons and they just weren't coming on with regularity 
at least right. in in the in the syndication that I saw it in. Mm-hmm. I guess that was another thing because yeah, because I don't know, like I assume like it probably happened up there also because a lot of stuff got shifted around. Right. Uh, t- uh, time wise so I was like well this stuff used to come on here but now not anymore or you know at weird times or so I, I can understand that but, right. but otherwise that hey if you're a fan of the show I'm pretty sure you will you will uh, get into this book and another book that we will talk about uh, later in the show but unless you got something else to talk about in Gargoyles, I guess it's time for the clicks. I mean, excuse me, not the clicks, uh, for Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire? No, we're going to spin up the minigun because I only have a few books left to talk about, and you have a few. More than a few, that is. So, here we go. Rapid Fire time. I ain't got time to breathe. First up for me is The Streets of Philadelphia, issue number 27. It's written by Rodney Barnes with layouts and inks by Jason Sean Alexander. Pencils by Hermann Aramuspe. Background inks assist uh, by Robert Melendrez. Colors by Lee Luffridge. And letters by Marshall Dillon. Philadelphia is, or at least seems to be, rocketing towards a conclusion. We are in the death throes of several key characters that we have come to know over the course of these first 27 issues. And this issue is more of the same. We have seen characters meet ignominious ends. Basically not, you know, you know, you know, they're in the midst of all out war and war is rife with casualties. Ultimately, there are no heroic deaths in this type of war, you know, between the undead and the the hunters of the undead and, you know, lycanthropes. So that bo- that's essentially what the last story, this, this current story arc has boiled down to. There's not much to talk about. It's really about seeing who may end up surviving when all is said and done. So. I would definitely suggest if you are into anything like modern day vampire stories with a dash of Hamilton involved, then go back. There are plenty of trade paperbacks out there. I'd I'd love to say go to comiXology, but we don't know what the state of comiXology is going to be. So... In that case, I would recommend that you go to your local comic book shop. Hopefully it's not too far away and ask for the trade paperbacks and see if you can get into Philadelphia because I do recommend it. Next up is Sins of Sinister number one. Now, I won't spoil too much of this, but the credits on this are kind of long because there are a bunch of guest artists. So bear with me. This issue is written by Kieran Gillen. With the main like kind of frame uh, 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 set piece art, you know, basically you know like uh, like uh, setting up the framework uh, is art. The art is by Lucas Vernick. There are guests, several guest artists here, folks. Buckle up. First, Jeffrey Shaw, then Marco Caquetto, then Juan Jose Rip, then David Baldion, then Travel Foreman. 
then Carlos Gomez, then Federico Vicentini, then David Lopez, then Joshua Cassara, and finally Stefano Caselli contributes some art to this book. Colors are by Brian Valenza, and letters are by VCs Clayton Cowles. I will not spoil this because this is kind of a dense read, and Roddy and Roddy Cat it, it, uh, very much intends to read this book within the next several days. Hours. In, <laughs> in the broadest strokes possible, this is a story of how a long simmering plot that. Uh, Mr. Sinister has had brewing in the pages of, uh, the recent, you know, basically, you know, uh, the recent X-Men storylines, you know, talking, not necessarily going all the way back to Hoxpox, but soon after. And, you know, the, the, you know, obviously the, the, the focus has really been on Sinister as like a, uh, uh, an, an evil force operating b- behind the scenes in, 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 in secret. Obviously, going back to that the, the the Hellions group, was it the Hellions? Yes. Oh, you talking about when he? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the Hellions, you know, like yes, he knew he was something on... was up at that point, right? Right. And and I think a lot of this stuff, you know, the the seeds for that, uh, the the seeds of what what's happening in Sins of Sinister was were planted back then. And that was on um, uh, uh, X of X of Swords around that time, right? Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. So I will say that. Um, bottom line is, uh, it's it's not exactly an alternate reality. It's not what we thought of when we thought of Age of Apocalypse, but it is a twist on that. And I'll leave it at that. Sure, because you you kind of figured they were going to. It was like, yeah, people are probably one already, just like we were already saying. Well, it's just this, so they were going right. to probably try to do something to flip it. Right. Ultimately, Sins of Sinister is a really well constructed book. It makes me, you know, want to punch out, you know, Mister Sinister. I've I've wanted to punch out Mister Sinister for the better part of two years now, since you know, Ten of Swords. Right. So, uh. I, you know, it's definitely a candidate for Click of the Week for myself. Finally, for me this week is Thor number 30. It's written by Torun Grombeck, with art by Nick Klein, colors by Matt Wilson, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. So this is Torun Grombeck picking up where Donny Cates kind of left off, picking up the ball, you know, picking up the ball or picking up the baton from Donny Cates. And her style in writing this story, I think, is far different from what Donny Cates's would be. It's a little bit more verbose. It's a little bit more text heavy, but I think what she's put together with Nick Klein really tells uh, a gripping story. I think it's, it, it holds together much better than what Cates was telling prior to this. I don't, I can't explain the difference. It's a very subtle, but noticeable difference. And it was, it's good enough to actually make it a candidate for click of the week for me as well. So, and uh, I I would just add, hold that thought. I would just add that, uh, we do finally have a notion as to what Kate was getting at with that alternate reality with Thanos being involved. Okay. But there's still a lot of things to come into play. 
You know, this was the, the this issue this particular issue ended on a really on a really interesting cliffhanger. And I will leave it at that. You're, you, you, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that I, it's fairly like we've read some Toron Grunback stuff with the whole uh, Jane Foster uh, Valkyrie, Valkyrie stuff and Donnie Cates' style we've, we've seen before. I feel like he kind of goes a little more, for lack of a better term, metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a metal kind of way of writing. Uh, whereas she's a little bit more, like you said, a little bit more verbose, but probably more, I don't want to say poetic, but it kind of feels like that a little bit um, in, in her writing and some of her writings that we've we've read already. So I can, yeah. even without having read this, I can understand wh- how you're, what, what you're thinking about with the differences. So yep. that being said, um, we get to my books, starting off with... All Out Avengers, five of five. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Written by Deg, uh, excuse me, Derek Landy. I'm sorry, I'm skipping here because I know this is uh, Agent 70's favorite part. Pencils by Greg Land. I should have put some. Uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. Why? Oh, I'm dying. Actually, that just reminded me of a couple more sound effects that I picked up that I have to that I will uh, <laughs> that I'm gonna have to pick put in. But um, let's see, inks by Jay Lyston uh, and f- uh, colors by Frank Darmada and letters by oh dear, did I not get the letters from this? Huh. Uh, pardon me, moment, folks. While I do that now. Um, it's only a surprise if it's not someone from VC. It's yeah, but um, I'm pretty pretty sure it's yep. It is VC's Corey Pettit. Uh, hey, Corey Pettit, how you doing? But for some strange reason, I don't have it on my thing, so that's that. But regardless, so as I said, this is the fifth book of this uh, and the end of this here miniseries. And as I said, I think the last couple of times talking about this book, I was right about who was involved with this thing because yeah. they have been setting. They have been setting this Joker up uh, throughout here and some other stuff that I've been reading. So I was not surprised by, one, the fact that this is going to be continued somewhere else. And finally, you know, the Avengers picked up on what's going on and and who's uh, who's involved with it. And I suspect like... um, I I, like I told Agent 7 before the show, and this is only speculation on my part, uh, but I'm suspecting that uh, this is probably uh, going to come up at some point in um, in uh, Jed McKay's uh, Avengers run. I just have a sneaking suspicion because if they're setting up what I'm thinking, they're setting up might not be not, might not necessarily be another event that this uh, that this being was involved with, but I think they're probably setting up something. Uh, something similar to it. Now, the issue is that, that the Avengers that's been kind of coming in and out of it or not necessarily the Avengers from, from Aaron's run may or may not even be the quote-unquote... I don't know, this, this book always felt like it was not in in the 616 uh, mm-hmm. universe, but that's not necessarily the same. It's not because we've had seen those books like uh, the, the, those uh, Avengers mech books that were kind of similar. You know, just picking up some f- folks and this was like, yeah, it was outside of the continuity 
type of situation. This one is not that case because this seems like it is very much going to be in continuity um, or at the very least have its own continuity that's kind of sitting on the side. Don't know. We don't know that yet. Um, but regardless, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen, uh, what they're trying to set up with this being. But basically, as far as this issue was concerned, it was Spidey versus the Avengers. And yeah, it all kind of washed out at the end. Um, next up for myself. Oh, come on. Don't tell me the thing didn't. What's going on? Just. <laughs> you set some things up and then, then they just, they just, uh, they just kind of go away from you. And that's upsetting. Yeah. But nevertheless, <laughs> nice. Um, like my, my sound, uh, soundboard was working as of yesterday and all of a sudden it just decides to be like, nah, you, that stuff you already had set up is, is, we're not doing that because it knew what I was about to do. And that is talking about, uh, the new number one book from dynamite. That would be. Let's get dangerous. That's Back. right, folks. I, I I totally forgot about that part. Mm-hmm. Let's get dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Pulled the first part too, but it wasn't triggered. That's the part that people would would, would get. But yes, Darkwing Duck, number one from Dynamite, a new ongoing and scripted by Amanda Dea Daybert, with art and colors by Carlo Laro, and letters by Jeff Eckleberry. So wait, I don't know if you you did you say you were going to actually read this or not, or you don't care. I don't plan on it. Okay, so go ahead, boil away. Yeah. So I mean, I am more familiar with Darkwing Duck than I am uh, Gargoyles. I will say that, and I'm sure a lot of people are. So that's not what I'm saying. Um, I don't yeah, recall I say because Darkwing Duck. Pardon my interruption. Yeah, go ahead, no, sir. Uh, hold that thought. Darkwing Duck came out well before Gargoyles. That is correct. So that came, you know, that came up even when. Uh, that's like that's like pre-high school, so you, you know yeah. we were still in our very formative years. So. Well, wait, it was well. I think I might have been in high because because I think it was eighty-seven, eighty-eight, or eighty. Oh, let me check. I'm sorry. Fact check. <laughs> um, Darkwing Duck came out in ninety-two. Uh, excuse me, 91. So I was, yeah, so I was in freshman year. I was just starting college. <laughs> uh, so there you go, folks. Um, what, year, what year did it come out? 91. Oh, I was already in high school, so. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I, I just started. But for whatever college. reason, I thought it was, I was still in junior high school when it came no, out. No, because I get it, because DuckTales was like 87, so that would yeah, be. Yeah, that's what it is. And since yeah, and Duck, Darkwing was kind of right after, kind of sort of right after that, so I, I get that. But that being the case, um, I don't recall if this is taken up at their. Well, I'm not even sure if Darkwing Duck had an actual end uh, episode because it was a lot of times it was like him and a bunch of one-off, you know, the, the villain of the week, usually in his rogues gallery kind of situation. And this is kind of that case, and uh, because if you're familiar with the show. Um, doesn't necessarily, well, it kind of sort of introduces, but not really, because it's not like we're getting, I figured this show, this uh, issue kind of feels like, hey, you know who this character is, you probably know who is in his peripheral, you know, his his circle, 
you know, that being Launchpad, that being his daughter Goslin, and uh, and her friend. Uh, that's probably the only one whose name is escaping me at this point. Uh, but all of them kind of come back into the play, and then one of his villains, uh, and in this case is Megavolt, if you know that character, who is kind of like the Shocker type, you know, uh, character, or Electric one or two, you know, pick and choose which Electric based uh, villain you you want to go with. But regardless, mm-hmm. so. But the plot here is uh, Darkwing gets a statue uh, from the city and kind of Megavolts was like, uh, kind of uh, crashes the party in a way and uh, causes some some mayhem. Um, and on the side, <laughs> basically helps Darkwing with the decision that he's been, uh, uh, that he's been uh, dealing with with Go- uh, Goslin. So there is that. But it was a fun issue. Uh, like I said, uh, if you like Darkwing Duck, you'll probably like this uh this uh this uh book uh next up for me and i know there's a bunch a bunch of uh uh covers but we'll forego that for the moment star wars yoda number three written by kevin scott art by nico leon color artist donor sanchez almara and letters by bc's joe caramania so after events of last uh issue uh Yoda revisits the people that he he had been um uh living with um after leaving them at the beginning of this issue uh and seemingly to test to see if they've learned anything in the time that he's been away it, I'm it doesn't necessarily give how much time well actually it kind of gives how much time has uh been between the time he left and the time he came back because the the character, one of the main characters he's been dealing with has gotten older. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much that. And I think that ends pretty much ends this, uh, this particular story and is going into another one that looks to be involving, uh, let's say another former Jedi from the, uh, from the prequels. Uh, from the way the the back cover, from the way the uh, preview image looks, so we'll see how that goes uh, in issue four. The next book for myself is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Saturday Morning Adventures, a uh, number four of four, a uh, story by Eric Burnham, art by Tim Laddie, colors by Sarah Myers, and letters by Nathan Whittick. So again, this is the last one of these um, Saturday morning adventure uh, books, or at least the, at least the one for the turtles. The one I'm sure they're probably plotting out another one as we speak for another property. Um, and as a couple of these have done, there is definitely a fourth wall break or two, almost airplane style, which is kind of funny uh, in a, a couple of ways. But also, I guess. Um, it takes the plot. It takes a familiar, familiar plot of a, some would say a classic movie. Let's just say, so um, something happens to Master Splinter, uh, and his body gets invaded. And you've seen this in comic books and, and other TV shows and other. So this is something you've seen before. And stop me if you've heard this one. The turtles have to shrink down into his, go into his body to fight off what uh, what's going on. Ah. So. Uh, and that is the whole thing of this. Um, and there's a, I think there's a, even a callback to one of the other Saturday morning adventures, um, uh, issues. 
So it was still a, a fun read and a lots of like a, a few jokes here and there, you know, uh, liberally sprinkled in and a couple of fourth wall breaks, which were kind of funny. I was like, huh, uh, y'all kind of did that again, huh? All right, cool. <laughs> but yeah, if you uh, enjoyed the uh, the animated uh, turtles uh, back in the heyday, just like Darkwing Duck and these and Gargoyles, you will probably enjoy uh this book and uh this mini series of theirs which is set in the uh animated turtles timeline uh next up speaking of this is the turtles block by the way folks so buckle up uh mighty morphin power rangers slash teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 number two of five written by ryan parrot uh illustrated by dan mora colors by raul angulo and letters by ed dukeshire so, stop me if you heard this one. Um, Rita Repulsa calls out an all-out attack on the command center. What she's going in there for, you, well, you have to read to find that out, one. But, you know, if you've seen the Power Rangers episodes where the, where the, um, where the command center gets kind of raided, then you kind of have an idea of what happens, but not the full extent of it, I will say. And this is... Like the new Rita, and I say new Rita slash the new the version of Rita they got in the comic books now, where I guess she's got like amped up and got a new um got a new um new suit, and I guess she's a little bit more powered than she was. So I guess this is taken up, you know, right after uh whatever happens around the one hundredth issue of um of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which I have not read, so I'm, I'm one of these points I'll catch up on that. But nevertheless. Uh, Crane's looking for uh, for um, for Shredder um, uh, for some reason, but uh, someone oh, and Casey Jones is a ranger, but on the bad side, kind of a la t- uh, Tommy. But there might be a swerve in there coming up if uh, one part is to be believed or not. We don't know what's going on with that, but someone comes in unexpectedly at the end and. Uh, Shocks the whole, uh, the whole crew. Who that is? Read and find out. Uh, and last but not least for me, uh, in books and in the Turtles block, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, uh, The Lost Years, number one. Uh, it is written by Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz with pencils... Oh, hey, Benji, how's it going? Sorry, I didn't see your message over there. Hope you're doing well tonight um, on, on the Twitch What's chat. What's up, Benji? Over on the Twitch chat. Uh, so shout out to you, Benji. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. Written by Kevin Eastman, Tall Waltz. Pencils by S.L. Gallant and Ben Bishop. Uh, inks by Maria Keene and Ben Bishop. And Splinter's Journal by Kevin Eastman. So as the name implies... Um, uh, as I was telling uh, Agent Seventy uh, before the show, this is—I guess this is—in a way taking place in between. Well, this is definitely take, starting to take place after the events of uh, the Last Ronin, but kind of shifts back in time into a flashback. And um, I will, without going too far into it for you folks out in the audience, because he wanted to know what was going on, but you know, I, I won't, I, I will spare you folks so you can watch, so you can read it yourself. But, um, there's some, a couple of events 
let's just say going on on a couple of in a couple of different areas that um with the crew that uh the well if at this point you know who the last run and the, the last total was so i i should go ahead and just mention it but there's uh some things that are going on with with them and the folks he uh left um at the end of the uh the last series and i'll just leave it at that for folks who are um uh, for folks who are curious, and again, like I said, it, it, it goes into a, a good bit of flashbacks or a good bit of flashbacks, which it might be what this book is going to do. Um, I'm not sure how many issues this is going to be because I didn't see an, an issue count on it, even when I looked at a uh, comic list. Yep, that's the one, Benji. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was it was an interesting read. I I thought because like I said, it's, it's the the stuff that is in the quote unquote present time of of that world, um, I guess they're going to do something with, and then I guess uh, the rest of it is kind of like filling in some time chunks, uh, going into the last uh, the last event. And if you like last uh, last Ronan, I suspect you probably will like you will like this. I don't know. I know the a lot of people really liked um, really like this series. I think we amongst them. So, um, where this is going, don't know, but I was outside of filling in some, some gaps and probably setting up something, uh, uh, a future thing that we don't know. Benji game says, I'm glad they're doing the lost years. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. There's, there, there's some things to be answered that I'm kind of curious to see whether they are going to answer, but I guess we'll see. Uh, and that, folks, is it for me. Clicks of the week. Clicks of the week. So we did get a couple from our uh, absent. Uh, I was about co-host. to say we've got a full roster of clicks of the week. Yeah, week. we did. Um, one of which is Sins of Sinister. Um, number one from Tim and the other one, I'm trying to pull up the doggone thing. There we go. And the other one was James Bond, number seven, uh, excuse me, James Bond seven, number six, or excuse me, 007, number six. Don't you know, get, get the man's uh, code, right? <laughs> I haven't, uh, and that was uh dirt's pick. I haven't had a chance to, um, pick up or not pick up. Excuse me. I hadn't had a chance to read this James Bond series, but um, uh, I'm curious about it. I'm actually kind of surprised at Tim, because I know Tim's a James Bond fan, so I'm kind of curious as to whether he's read it or not. Um, but I know he's also busy, so... But yeah. Those are their picks. Do you have yours, uh, Agent 70? I am in between a couple of books, as I said earlier. Uh, one is Sins of Sinister number one, and the other is Thor number 30. But I think I'm going to side with, for the second week in a row, at Tim Dog 98 and go with Sins of Sinister number one as am, my click of the week this week. Yeah, I am kicking myself for not getting around to this book, but I'm just kind of doing two or three different things, even with the day that we had uh, to, um, you know, before we recorded. I'm kind of upset with them, but I'm going to make up for that, like I said, after the show. 
I was um, I was gonna say it's not like we were all relaxing on the day that we took off. You know the the you know because of the delay. I was, but you were not, so it's okay. Right. You know. Hmm. Um. Oh, wait a minute. There we go. That should have fixed that. Hopefully. Thanks, Benji. Benji said there was a major echo on you, and I think that I see, I, I see what happened with that. I don't know why that happened, but okay. So you might have been echoing this whole time. Oh no! That's fine. well. Not, I was about to say not on my recording. No, but the the, the video version I'm sure is gonna have some echo. I might, uh, depending on how bad it is, I might um, uh, I, I might deal with. Not that I know a better way to an uh, easier way to fix it, thankfully, but um. To keep it pushing for myself, I am slightly torn because there was all this total stuff that was actually kind of fun. Darkwing Duck was kind of cool. Um, I wasn't surprised by All Out Avengers, so I can't say I, I, I would put that one as a pick. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that's over, but it's not. So I, I understand. Amazing has a uh, some. I'm. Which is still kind of crazy to say. Like, Amazing had some a couple of fun moments, but um, that that one's definitely not probably not going to. Uh, oh, no, far from it. Not going to be the one. So, um, so I guess it's down to 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 a duck and some turtles. Oh, excuse me. Hmm. Um. Do 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 do. While I'm thinking about it, which is only going to take me another another thirty seconds, uh, Benji, what'd you get this week? If you got anything, five minutes later. Um, that was oh no, own. that was for my benefit. <laughs> um, I think uh, I would say let's just go with the turtles, but like I said, there's like three different turtles things I've read this week, so that'd Sorry. be a little bit cheating. So let's go with uh, Saturday Morning Adventures four or four. That was kind of that was like I said, fun. I like them. I kind of like bits about all of them, um, but that one was just you know pure. Even a they even had a reference to uh, Saturday Morning cartoons. Like I said, that was kind of one of the uh, the the one of the um, uh, references they made. That was kind of fourth wall breaking. So. That was kind of funny. But yeah, there is uh, my pick as I pull up the uh, thing right there. Actually, I'll just pick that uh, cover. And um, nothing been slammed with work for a while, so I haven't been able to do much at all with comics. I understand. It happens. Benji understands. Um, But with that, we are going to get into the news. But first, let's hit up an ad read. Our first ad read of the night. What did I say I was going to do first? Funko? Funko, yeah. Funko, fun at first sight. It's your home for exclusive collectibles, such as their world-famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel including t-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise including custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. 
From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funko through CSPN.us. Do it today. And now we get into the news. Did it again. Yay. And now we get into the what happened. I was about to say, Roddy Cat doing his best Britney Spears impression just now. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I forgot that got changed also. Um, yes, I have Funkos. I don't think Agent 70 does. Um, what? Benji asked if you have uh, any Funkos. I have, or do we have Funkos. Do you? I've got plenty. Okay. I don't remember you. Uh, I was about to say, I've got the... Oh, I've right, because you got the biggie the, ones. i got the biggie ones. I've right. got John Wick. I've got some superhero ones here and there. Yeah. I've got plenty. I have not picked up very many recently, although I'll tell you what I have in my Amazon uh, uh, wish list. Okay. I have the kid in play. Oh, yeah. You know, where they're doing the kick step. Mm-hmm. And... I also have, uh, oh, goodness. no, it's actually TLC. Okay. Oh, you got the, yeah. I knew there was, there was already B-Bot, out. Yeah. Chili and left eye. Yeah. I meant to buy a set for myself, but I think I only, I may only have a left eye. And yeah, I got a bunch of myself. I don't know how many, but I got a bunch. Yeah. I've got a decent boxes. amount. I do not keep them in the box though, folks. See, I do until I have a place to put them. So that's mm-hmm. that is the only difference there. Right. I'd take them out of the box. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, yeah, I'm some of them will be taken out of display. I am one of those. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're for. <laughs> well, I take that back because it depends on if you're a streamer or not. Because I see a lot of streamers with them with a whole display in the back behind them and they're all boxed exactly. up. So exactly. There is that. But nevertheless, folks, cinematic news. Um, first off, enjoy a trailer for the third and final season of The Animaniacs, which I don't have a soundbite for, but no, at least not. I'm lying. I'm lying. I I do actually have, uh... Get out, everybody! I was about to say, we have a couple. That was the one I was looking for. Now that's... Comedy. Yep, I'm like, this is Roddy Cat stepping all over my corner for uh, sound effects. I'm like, wait, is it got Animaniac stuff? It is a shared corner. I'm talking about me. I didn't say you. I knew you had yours. Yeah, well. Shared corner, man. <laughs> Nevertheless, okay. um, Hulu's dropped the trailer for the third season of Animaniacs. Animaniacs that apparently it's going to be the last season, and it's only going to be. 10 season, uh, excuse me, 10 episodes and it's pre- uh, premiering on the same day that Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out officially, which is February 17th. Well, for the normies. Well, yeah, that's what I said, that's what I said officially. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the normies. <laughs> so, yeah, if you got Hulu and you've been um, checking out the Animaniacs, there you go. One more season to go. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know if I've ever finished that that second season. I, I, I got through most of it. I don't know if I ever got around to the rest of it. So. Right. Well, it's like I told I you, I never did back. finish the first one. Yeah. Have to loop back. All right. 
Next up. Next up, DC's Doom Patrol and Titans are ending after four seasons on HBO Max. So it's officially the end of that era of DC television. Do you have an article in here about how um, uh, James Gunn said that 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 the decision was made before he came on? Uh, no. Uh, because I, I, I happen to see that online, though. Right, I did too, and I think as I think that was in the same article that I saw that was like, yeah, he was supposed to be, you know, he was basically waylaying people's fears about using the characters he's using, or it was around the same time. But no, I didn't, I didn't put that in the lineup though. Okay. So, but yeah, I mean, if, look, four seasons is a good run for any show. So anybody talking about boo, it ended too soon. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean, you know, like they have the right to 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 say it it ended too soon, but as you said, they got a decent run out of it if you liked it. If you didn't like it, it went on four seasons way too long, which is my opinion. And there's the other side of that token, right? So, um, Twitch, like I said, I let's see, I hadn't watched Doom Patrol. I think I probably watched like first episode, and I watched like half of the first season of Titans. Uh. And all, the only reason why I was going to come back is because of Anna Diop. But we, we, you know, we don't even got to talk about that. <laughs> I was going to say they did Connor Leslie wrong. They did Donna Troy Wonder Girl wrong, 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 wrong. So, but yeah, it had a run. It's it's it's, it's fine. Uh, whether it stays on HBO Max or not, that's probably another thing. But we don't have that information. I don't think. Regardless, hey, enjoy it while it's still out there. I could have sworn one of them was going five seasons, but I guess not. Next up, though, uh, apparently that new Velma show is popular regardless of getting negative reviews. It says here the popularity spikes by 127% despite overwhelmingly negative reviews. And yeah, although I haven't heard too much good about it, um, I haven't heard a whole lot bad about it outside of, you know, ignorant folks, but. That's a whole nother thing. But basically, it's like there was an analytics that was done. Um, and it said that it had secured the second spot in rankings for most in-demand new shows, placing a bit higher, which I find is hard to believe, than HBO's The Last of Us. Although Last of Us kind of, you know, it's not the same thing. It's, you know, there's a certain audience for that. So I can understand why it would be different. Higher is kind of amusing to me. I don't I don't see how. But again, you know, it says here that the show unexpectedly, <laughs> according to this article, the series unexpectedly attracted a lot of attention in the U.S. as the demand for the show increased up to 127%. Viewership performance this uh, of this week of this article was 37.3 times higher than an average series. Probably because people wanted to see what the hubbub was about and etc etc so you know seeing the criticisms already and people were like let me see what the heck this is about because that tends to happen with shows like that all right next up in a story that roddy cat and i spoke about just before coming on the air zachary levi takes flight in a new shazam fury of the gods trailer and surprisingly, this is a trailer that neither Roddy Cat nor myself actually watched. So, um, you know what? If you're interested in this movie, great. Um, you know, it's it, it's cool. I'm glad to see Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu uh, uh, doing some doing some stuff. 
Ultimately, though, this movie comes into theaters sooner than we think. It hits theaters March 17th. So there's plenty of time for us to watch this trailer and plenty of time for us to not watch this movie and wait for it to possibly hit HBO Max in the future. I was about to say, yeah, there's there's a less than likely chance we're going to go on movie protocol for this one. Yes, Um, very, very unlikely, no matter how cute the Mary Marvel actress is. Or or Darla's um, superhero, you know, um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, shout out to Megan Good. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it, things could change, but I, I kind of seriously doubt it. Like, and it, this is not us knocking the movie, but it's just like, okay, it is what it is. Also, I saw seeing another article out there about this movie. It sounds like uh, this seems to be the end. I can't remember what was the headline. I was like, this seems to be the end of the DCEU. Um, or the, the old DCEU, I guess is what they were trying to imply. Because I guess this is the last one that made it through before, you know, uh, they started slashing and burning stuff. Mm. So it, it it is what it is. Next up, though. Wait, that's, that's you, right? That's me. Uh, yeah, Disney's been... Like I, I, one. I don't want this one. Um, Disney is... I'm like, wait, how did you just re- just just forget I read the, the Shazam one? But anyway, go ahead. Because I... <laughs> well, you You're know, trying to avoid this one. Well, there's that, but like, also... I try to avoid hell, Greg Land. Like, I try to avoid Greg Land. Like, I'm, I try to avoid I'm, Power Rangers. I get it. I I'm get it. spinning plates spinning here, sir. So earth. things get, you know, things get lost. In the I get it. But also... <laughs> <laughs> but also trying not, try not to do this but here we go Disney's bringing back Tron which is yay from the dead but with Jared Leto starring that's the downside of this article <clears throat> says Got here that Tron, Tron Ares is in current uh, is currently in early talks but it's apparently not the only Tron thing happening that's right because I believe there's another video game Tron that they're trying to get uh, done as well and I don't think I pulled that article but nevertheless I took care of that right now so cool Deadline reports that Disney's in early talks with uh, Joachim Roning to direct Tron Ares, which is the third uh, entry in the in the series. <laughs> and uh, this, whoever's writing this article is kind of with me. God help us, star Jar, uh, Jared Leto. <laughs> so, it, it, while it may or may not be Morbin time again, uh, and it won't be nobody hunk a hunk a burning, whatever crap he pulled with the suicide squad oh god ugh hated the joker hated it anyway um it appears that um this is going to be a thing i'm happy to see more tron i don't need him attached to it but at the same time it's kind of funny because i think he's trying to run the gambit because he was also in that last uh blade runner movie so I, i guess he's trying to make his way around and it says here, though, lastly, uh, it says the notion of a Leto-led uh, Tron film has been circulating since 2017 um, uh, when the Hollywood Reporter kind of broke the, the idea of it. But, um, yeah, stuff was derezzed, I guess, uh, up until now. <laughs> Those are my words, not the articles. So, okay, um, there you go. Next up. All righty, next up, Don Cheadle welcomes, and forgive me, I did not practice this, nor have I looked up how to pronounce this, Zosha, 
Rookmore to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Captain America New World Order is scheduled to be released next year, and the movie will see Anthony Mackie Sam Wilson taking on the Cap Mantle uh, after the events of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, the writer, the show's writers are working on the script for the new movie. And uh, this week it was announced that Zosha Rookamore would be joining the cast. Currently her role in the MCU is unclear, but Deadline reported it will be, quote, key, unquote. <laughs> so, yeah, so Don Cheadle's tweet is um is a, is attached to this and it says just says welcome mama because her tag on twitter says mama um or her uh i don't know what they call it a handle on on uh twitter is, is mama it's like so okay so apparently she was in space jam that last space jam uh, movie i don't remember I, I don't think i would know her if i saw her she was also in precious and the mindy project going back to um that has film story, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, we don't know who she's going to be. So uh, we'll we'll see. We shall see. <clears throat> Next up, the Bear Breakout star um, Ayo um, Adabiri, Adabiri, excuse me, joins uh, Marvel Studios' uh, Thunderbolts movie. Shout out to um, OJ Purple Slut Stuff, a.k.a. Classic Material, who um, had retweeted the story so that I might see it. Not to me, but he just I just happened to see it after he retweeted it. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, apparently she, we don't know who she's going to be in the Thunderbolts. Um, and apparently she is from that show, The De Bear, which I haven't uh, seen um, about the, the, the... Was it a food truck or is it a... The, is it a but, uh, and that is wait uh, oh Benji says she is great in the bear and not is I'm not sure what that uh, that means but yeah I hear I guess yeah, she's I guess she's good in there from, from accounts of this article and people uh, reacting to the the, the, uh, the tweet of this article so I don't know who it is she is because I have not seen that show so cool Next up. <clears throat> I mean, you know what? What's At that? the end of the day. Who? Mm-hmm. Thank you. I was waiting for that to come. Next up. So, in news that should surprise no one, D-level, D-list actor Steven Dorff decides to mock Marvel's Blade reboot. So, he did happen to uh, star as supervillain Deacon Frost opposite Wesley Snipes in the original Blade movie, and he is now speaking freely about the MCU. In an interview with Variety, he says, uh, basically, so, you know, we did Blade the best that it could be done, and now uh, how's that PG Blade movie going for you? Marvel can't get a director. So, yeah. You know, he hasn't made a watchable movie in ever. Yeah. Yeah, I, the part of this kind of reads like so. Okay, they clearly didn't call you, but um, but I, if I'm not mistaken, this is not the first time he's been t- kind of talking shit about Marvel movies for a good minute, and I think this article kind of kind of mentions that also. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like years ago we probably had a similar story <laughs> to this, uh, but. Okay, it is what it is, man. Like Agent 70 said, <laughs> co-signed. 
next up, though, Marvel fixes Miss Marvel's uh, biggest MCU continuity error. Um, and when I read this article, they they uh, I guess they recolored the uh, Statue of Liberty to be more proper, properly colored. Or, or more probably covered in relation to Spider-Man No Way Home, I should say. Hmm. So, um, but yeah. Uh, that's pretty much that. <laughs> and there's shots to go along with it. Um, uh, in the, uh, in this article. So, hey, if you're interested in that, go for it. I haven't revisited that series, so I don't think anybody noticed that much to care. And if they have, no one said anything that I remember. It's because we, we, you know, we, 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 it's such a weird change in No Way Home. That's, that's, I think that's the kicker. Yeah. You know, you don't notice it. So, next up, Daredevil Born Again, the Disney Plus show, has added Arrow writers Jill Blankenship and Grain Godfrey to the team for the Disney Plus show. With filming coming up soon, the project is becoming <clears> more <throat> real by the second. Yay. Yeah. 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 Exactly. E- exactly. <laughs> I the, I saw this article and I was like, okay, so is Daredevil going to become something else, <laughs> something more? <laughs> Are they going to put uh, him on an island? You know, that's what because you know the Arrow writers that kind of the things that they did during that run. So I was like, okay, what what are we doing here? But eh, you know, it it is what it is, one way or the other. Um. Oh, Benji says he's not totally wrong. I'm assuming talking about that Blade, uh, Stephen Duff. And he's not. I mean, so far, that is the best Blade movie. So he's not wrong, but he's, you know, loud and <laughs> sour grapey, I guess. I don't know. Um, a live action Space Ghost movie got written in secret, apparently. So Jason Segel is hoping oh, to. God. Huh? Oh, God. Well, you don't like Jason. All Segel? right, so yeah, un- I was gonna say unpopular opinion. I'm about to, sh- I'm gonna take like multiple shots at Jason Segel. He's oh, okay. A- that dude is fucking annoying. <laughs> All right, Fuck then. Jason Segel. Okay, so I guess you didn't like how it met your mother or his uh his method. Oh, operator. what a fucking annoying guy that is. <laughs> I'm sorry to be so so rude and dropping bombs and you know taking shots and all the expletives. But that dude is annoying. Slash giving is still a good episode. Well, they had a couple of good episodes. But God, that that, that guy's annoying. <laughs> but in this case, uh, apparently, uh, he hopes to bring a live action version of Space Ghost, and he's even written a script for a live action uh, movie for Space Ghost. Go away, Jason Siegel. Stop it. and then it just goes through you know the the whole 60s show and the whole Hanna-Barbera stuff and Space Ghost Coast to Coast and of course they're talking to us Jason Segel because he has that show coming out with um with Harrison Ford on Apple Plus so hence the reason why they were talking to him at all uh I think that's what got me more <clears throat> aggravated. I saw ads, I think, or an mm-hmm. article trying to promote that show that he's got coming up on Apple TV Plus, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. 
So, so here's a quote from him. There's a character uh, called Space Ghost who I really loved as a kid. Siegel said to Deadline, he was like a 1960s superhero. He was then resurrected on Comedy Central as, a, uh, as an ironic talk show host. So I wrote a live action version of that that I would love to make. It'll probably never see the light of day. So, you know, contra blessings or... We can only hope. We can only hope. (laughs) Next up. Amazon Prime Video is reportedly adapting the hit comics Sex Criminals and Bitch Planet for television. Listen, if they do a good job with it the way they have with the boys, then all more power to them. And... um, uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick and Mike, uh, Matt Fraction has been shopping this for like years at this point. Right. So, And at the end of the day, I would add that uh, I think Amazon Prime Video, given their pensions for trying to go more adult, is the right place to put this. Probably. Yeah. Especially for Sex Criminals, um, which I enjoyed that series. I don't remember if I've read. I don't remember. I, don't, I didn't finish reading it, but I, don't think I, I know that I read a chunk of it. Yeah. I think same here. I might not have read, read that last, uh, probably like the last five or ten issues or something. I know I definitely didn't read the end. So, Bitch Plan, I think I read like one or two, and uh, I don't know. I didn't feel no way about it. Because I do love me some Kelly Deconic, but, you know, I don't know. I guess I couldn't get into that one. So, yeah, here's hoping we'll see that. And I'm actually slightly surprised that this happened, happened before now. You know, I mean, obviously still in talks and whatnot, but um, I, I'm kind of surprised if they had not been talking to Amazon before this. It might have been in the works. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, we don't. So, But we'll see how it happens. Stay tuned. Next up. Next up is you. Oh, oh, sorry. Mm, hold on for a second. There we go. Weird. Invincible live-action movie. I don't know what happened there. Uh, gets promising update from Robert Kirkman. So... Yeah, we we already talked about the the next season of the the animated series is coming at some point, possibly maybe possibly this year. But apparently, um, um, Kirkman talked to comicbook.com and stressed that there is a film adaptation of the series that is still in the pipeline. Although he didn't commit to when he to any substantial new updates on the movie uh, might come. And I believe there was also talk about uh, they kind of reiterated some stuff about any potential for video games in in this. So uh, it says here, and I thought they hope well we would have hopefully gotten away from this, but currently Seth Rogen and even Evan Goldberg are still attached to write the Invincible movie, because similarly to um, 1870s hate of Jason Segel. I'm not too crazy about Jeff Rogan, uh, Seth uh, Seth Rogan. Oh, he sucks too. Fuck him. <laughs> there you go. But and also uh, mentions uh, Rogan's uh, current attachment to the Invincible TV show, which yes, he uh, uh, executive produces and also has a voice in. So, yeah. Next up though. I was about to say, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, I have a, I have another unpopular opinion I will share. Um, I am no fan of Will Ferrell. Fuck him too. Huh, interesting. Okay. 
we'll we'll unpack that one later. No, so I was about to say we've hit the we've hit the, we've hit the triumvirate of the people that piss me off on TV. And Indeed, the Lord of the Rings returns to Netflix. Some good news mm-hmm. if you still maintain a Netflix account after the announcement that they are cracking down or at least charging people for sharing their passwords starting very soon mm-hmm. in about a month. The Lord of the Rings returns to Netflix. And the special part about this is that they're going to be back on Netflix in the U.S. on February 1st. And for the first time on Netflix, all three movies will be on at the same time. Because apparently prior to this, they had only ever been on Netflix separately, but not together. This is true. They were That's all right. they were all over um, HBO Max, though. Exactly. I was about to say, are they taking them off HBO Max? I wouldn't think so, but I don't know. Let me see if this article That's says curious. That. I was going to say it doesn't say in the article. Yeah. I was just skimming it. Yeah, I wouldn't think so, but you know, stranger things have happened. Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Was it a South, was, it was a South Park joke that had everyone basically owning like the extended edition anyway. So it's like, what do we need it on Netflix for? Unless you decided to sell your, uh, heart, your, your, uh, your, uh, whatchamacallit, your, um, Physical media. Yeah. I mean, that's not, you're not wrong. (laughs) And I still have mine. So that's for sure. Same here. Same here. The only one I don't have is one of the Hobbit movies. I'm still trying to figure out which one. Oh, I don't own any of the Hobbit movies. Actually, I take it back. I do know. I think I might, for some reason, I think I have the second one, but not the first one. I'm not sure how that happened. Got it, got it, got it. Well, there's three of them, so you're still missing Yeah, well, okay, so one I might have... No, I don't think I have that one either, so yeah, maybe I am missing two. Uh, We'll see. Either way, uh, there is that. So, hey, if you, like Agent 7 said, you still got Netflix, you got some Lord of the Rings to to get back on there soon. Yep. Um, So what? I said net. Much next. There you go. Wait. Seth Rogen's doing a teen, uh, Teenage Mutant... Oh, oh, God! Too much Seth Rogen! What? I, well, no, I was just reacting to uh, Benji said in the thing. Yeah. So, he, Benji says, I hope he does a good job on the TMNT movie on Netflix. Um, he should stay away from that, probably. But, I'm, yeah, I, I, I thought I heard rumblings of that, but I thought they got away from that also. So, eh, we'll see. Anyway, uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves has a new trailer, uh, has action, jokes, and a chunky dragon, and also a couple of uh, familiar places and spells to uh, folks in the know of the Dungeons and Dragons lore. Um, I believe there's a city in Neverwinter that uh, that uh, that uh, gets a shot. I didn't watch this trailer either. I could have sworn neither neither did I. That sounds hmm. interesting though. Yeah, I thought I saw something about a gelatinous cube was in the, the um was in the trailer, but again, I haven't seen it. Uh, looking at one of the other uh, articles, comes out August twenty twenty three. Last I heard, huh? Interesting. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, uh, Paramount Pictures has, of course, released a new trailer for the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which comes out. Does this have a date? March 31st of this year, which, as this article says, comes out in the same month as Creed 3, Scream, uh, Scream, Scream 6, Shazam, Fear of the Gods, as we've ever mentioned, and, of course, one we will probably be going on movie protocol for, John Wick Chapter 4. Can't wait. Yep. Can't wait. Indeed. But yeah, this Dungeons Dragons movie seems kind of 
fun. I don't know. The, the last one was kind of a blue or last couple. Uh, but I don't know. May check it out. We'll see. Next up. The Simpsons have been renewed for their, listen to this, folks, mm-hmm. their 35th and their 36th season. Goodness gracious. Speaking of shows they're that will never to, die. They're going to be, I was about to say, they're heading for, uh, they're, they're going to pass their 800th episode mark. Unbelievable. Boy, I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Apparently, wait, apparently Fox also... That's some, I was going to say, that's some One Piece stuff. Oh, no, I actually get that. Now. Just about. <laughs> it's almost there. You're not going to catch it up with One Piece at, uh, you know... Unless One Piece ends at some point, it's not going to happen. But, yeah, getting real close. That's um, crazy. Apparently, yeah, it says here that Simpsons crossed the 750 mark last year, and they renewed Family Guy and Bob's Burgers, one of which I'm like, why? Although I never, wa- I don't really watch either one. So I guess I shouldn't care either way. <laughs> I hear good things about Bob's Burgers, but I've only seen, like, an episode. Um, Family Guy probably should have run its course. Um, but, hey, it is what it is. I, sh- I guess I could say that about The Simpsons also, but here we go. Yeah. Right. Uh, and now we're getting to the anime corner. <laughs> Usually I say anime slash manga, but you know we we got a separate thing for that. Crunchyroll debuts uh, Buddy Daddy's Sugar Apple Fairy Tale dubs on Friday, to which I know um, Agent Seventy has uh, fallen asleep and canceled canceled out because he doesn't like dubs. I mean, we're we're neither one of us really. He doesn't like dub. I will I will watch a dub. <laughs> I will watch a dub of some sort of stuff because that's how right. I, I came I actively, up. I actively dislike dubs, but not as much as Will Ferrell, Jason Segel, <laughs> uh, uh, Seth Rogen. Uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, like I said, I... I yeah. He, it's, it must be nice to come into anime when you've had a choice. <laughs> that's all I can say on that. <laughs> that's true. So that is very true because we did not. Um, but yeah, Crunchyroll announced on Thursdays that English dubs for Buddy Daddies, uh, which has been actually decent so far. I haven't watched the last episode, um, and not not necessarily liked Spy Tom's Spy Family uh, in the least. Um, and Sugar Apple Fairy Tale, which I don't know anything about that one, but nevertheless, and. Um, we get some cast for the dubs on this one, which I will not go into. But hey, it's out there if you um, if you are into dubs, not subs, or you know if you're if you're by <laughs> by by Titleist or something. I don't know. I'm trying to make up something new. Um, says Bob Burger is great. It's my daughter's lo- my daughter loves it, and then I enjoy it if it's on. Cool, cool. I'm still kind of partial to Archer, but I haven't watched that in a while either. Next up. Crunchyroll has finally unveiled the list of nominees for its annual anime awards ceremony. Of the many nominees, Cloverworks' Spy X Family or Spy Family has caught the most attention with 16 nominations in various categories, including Anime of the Year and Best Animation. Um, other notable nominees include Ranking of Kings' Second Core at 15 nominations, Netflix's Cyberpunk Edgerunners, the second part of Attack on Titan's final season, and Demon Slayer, Kometsu no Yaiba. Pretty sure which one of those are going to get something. 
Yeah, I have not watched Netflix's Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I have, not and I nor have I watched Ranking of Kings. Yeah, Cyberpunk. I've heard good things about Cyberpunk uh, Edge Runners. Um, like I, I have, I know a few people who've watched and really liked it, and you know, cleaving off the ones who are slightly um, hyper about things, <laughs> you know, or you know. Um, it's still good stuff. Um, I was going to say that hey, you can still you still have time to vote, but you don't because uh, the voting stuff ended on the twenty fifth. So, Aww. yeah. Um, and I've been seeing it out there on um, Twitter, and I was like, you know what, I need to get get my ass over there and, and vote on some stuff. But um, you know, we'll see what happens because Crunchyroll will reveal the winners at the twenty twenty three Anime Awards on March fourth. So we will probably talk about who won and who should have won then. Excuse me. Uh, next up, though, uh, boink. Near Automata version 1.1a anime is delays, excuse me, delays episodes four and beyond due to COVID. Which you would think we wouldn't still have that to worry about, but yes, we do, folks. I told you, I have up, updated my projection to 2026 to, to be maskless. I'm not feeling too good about that. But... Uh, it says here that the official website for Near Automata version 1.1a, which is the anime version based off of the um, the very good game Near Automata, uh, announced on Sunday that the anime's episode four and beyond, like I said, has been delayed. It says here that the impact of the increase in COVID infections on its uh, production schedule. Folks, get that bivalent, bivalent, um, uh, get 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 shot. Get shut. The bivalent booster. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Thank you. (laughs) It is kind of bivalent, but either way, he's right. Um, Says Square Enix describes. Well, we're not going to all that, but basically, um, let's see. It just goes on the cast and other stuff. But yeah, that's um, that's kind of bad. Uh, That that's bad because, like I said. A lot of um, a lot of anime and such have been uh, hosed up for COVID in the beginning of this. At this late stage, you would think we were, you would hope and think we would have been on the, on the downside of uh, the, the pandemic, but clearly we are not. Next up, next up, this fall, canine lovers will be treated to an anime adaptation of the slice of life manga dog signal as detailed on red bean anime and in an official announcement on nhk's twitter page dog signal will debut this fall and um nhk did discuss the series's plot on its website they have not yet announced cast or staff information about the anime dog signal is written and drawn by saya miyauchi 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 that is uh, Uchi, uh, Dog Signal launched in uh, Katakawa's Comic Bridge in July 2018 and is still currently uh, going strong. Uh, it draws on his personal experience as a dog trainer. Okay. Yeah. This looks slightly reminded me of something that I meant to put in, but it's just as well. My Hero Academia showcases Dobby's new look because he's a real elf. Um... And this is a spoiler for uh, season six, which is now streaming everywhere you want yep. it to be streamed. It's okay. I'm up to date. Yeah. Uh, just but just in case anybody is not, but I, I suspect anybody who's watching My Hero is definitely up to date because I know people are on top of that show. 
So posted on the official Twitter account of My Hero Academia, the artwork showcases Dobby's uh, showing off his white hair after he finally unveiled his new his real identity during the show's Paranormal Liberation Front arc. In uh, season six, episode eleven, it goes into what happened there, and but I still won't. Uh, but if you're watching the video version and, uh, well, I was about to say, if you want it not to be spoiled, you might not be wanting to look at the ver- video version if you haven't seen it. But like I said, I'm pretty sure you've been watching it. If there's a, uh, if you watch the video version, there's what he looks like. All kind of emo-ish looking. Actually, looks like a character I've seen in, in, um, Naruto. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Next up. Now we're switching over to the manga section. This year's February issue of Shueisha's Ultra Jump magazine revealed a picture and story uh, tease for Hirohiko Araki's The Jojo Land. So this is Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Manga Part 9. And... uh, The magazine teases that the story is about a boy who becomes very rich in the subtropical islands. I am wholly unfamiliar with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but I know that people like it, Roddy Cat included. I still haven't honestly finished. I'm not caught up with it, but I have watched a good bit of it to know how batshit it gets. And I would very much want you to watch it. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't know if you're going to penetrate it. I'm not saying you're not, you know, but I'm just saying it's kind of... It's kind of batshit, so it's kind of hard to get into because of that. But yeah, people who love it, people people who love it, love it. Um, so yeah, there we go. More JoJo's. Uh, I wish I had a soundbite for that. Actually, Dragon Ball Super reveals Cell Max's origin. Um, and this is spoilers for the manga. So it says here that um. I guess this is kind of a spoiler for me also, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Cell Max was the big villain at the climax of uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, but was much different than the previous famous incarnation. So a much larger kaiju-sized version of the, uh, of the villain came with much more power and was pretty tough to defeat. Um, yeah, and it kind of goes on into what happened there. But basically, it boils down to Chapter 89 of Dragon Ball Super pick, that picks up uh, shortly after Trunks and Goten managed to take a strange disc from Dr. Hito's lab. Um, and like I, said, I, I won't go too far there just in case folks are not caught up on the manga. So, uh, but yeah, basically, some things are found. And of course, in true Dragon Ball fashion, they're probably going to sit on it for like <laughs> 12 chapters or something until it comes to a head. Next up, Jujutsu Kaisen flashback highlights Gojo and Megumi's father-son bond. So this is again in the current chapter in the current run of the manga. So uh, I gotta go too deep into it, but that's interesting. Yeah, still waiting for the next season to to, to, to pop off. Um, I was going to mention something about uh, the solo leveling manga, because I know there's some new chapters that was uh, put out, but I didn't pull a story for that. But if you are interested in the anime that is coming and are probably reading solo leveling, which I, if, which I think you, yeah, you might like folks might like, um, check it out. It's, it's a pretty good manga from what I've read so far. Um, and I'm looking forward to the anime, but with that, we are going into the comic book section. 
All righty. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, Marvel gives Wolverine his own deadly clone. Oh, wait, wait. Did wait, I skip wait. you? Yeah, I think you skipped one. Go ahead. Know. My bad. Go ahead. Ghost Rider and Wolverine unite to become Marvel's Weapons of Vengeance, which is a new crossover from Benjamin Percy and Jeff Shaw. Um, I guess worth noting, uh, April's... Why do I keep thinking May solicit should, should be out? But it's uh, April. Um, I was about to say, we're only getting February, so yeah. I know, but I figured... I thought April's had already come out and we were, you know, and May's was... Uh, coming out but nevertheless so, so but, but basically april's uh solicitations are out for the various publishers and a lot of those news is coming from there so um it's called the the crossover it's called um ghost rider wolverine weapons of vengeance and uh already talked about the creative team and it's a mini event that kicks off in august with the release of ghost rider wolverine weapons of vengeance alpha as they tend to do number one uh which features a cover art by ryan stegman and the story will continue in ghost rider 17 and wolverine 36 luckily agent 70 is reading both of those or last at least last i checked <laughs> Are you well, still Wolverine reading? and Ghost Rider? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think I missed a couple of issues here and there, but I'm I'm keeping up with them. Because I thought you had like not bounced off of Wolverine, but I thought you hadn't been reading Wolverine. Or... I had slowed down on Wolverine because they're doing so much of the beast stuff, like gotcha. you know, like making him, uh, you know, uh, evil dark, dark beast. beast. Right. I gotcha. You know, I've I've been skimming it, not reading it. You know. Gotcha. Okay, so um, and the story is going to conclude in Ghost Rider Wolverine Weapons of Vengeance Omega, like again, these things have been doing for some time now so, if you are a fan of both of those characters, um, shout out to the Midnight Suns, I guess Uh, look forward to that next up solicitation information for April 2023's Wolverine number 23 reveals the titular X-Men character is about to find himself grown mixed up in his own clone saga but if there is another character other than spider-man that would have his own clone saga guess what it's probably wolverine I mean, he's got a couple already so yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it kind of makes sense yeah yeah so yeah i i slightly kind of grown under this because like okay not another clone saga like hell both spider-man had one <laughs> and now Wolverine. So Right. But it makes sense, you know. Yeah, oh, totally. it just does. Yeah, totally. So like I said, outside of the fact that there's another clone talk about I don't know why I don't why do I care because I'm not reading Wolverine. But um but I'm also like, damn, not another Wolverine clone. Um Nevertheless, yeah. So that's the thing. Um did you say when it's coming? April twenty twenty three. Uh issue number twenty three. Wait, 32. 32, not 23. Oh, wait, no. Why does it... Hold on. One of these are wrong, because at the top it says 23, and then the the, the, the article says 32. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I was about to say, I read, I read one of them as 23, so... Yeah, no, it's it's totally in the article at the top as yeah. 23, but the, the in the article itself it says 32. So, hey, guess what? Solicitations will say one way or the other. Marvel's X-Men face the sins. You know what? I'm going to skip this one because we've already talked about Sins of Sinister. Uh, unless there's something else in here. Nah. 
Mm, no, not really. It's basically so. Yeah, we a lot of this in here. We talked about uh, basically the yeah. books that and stuff that uh, since the sentence is going to run through. So yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Next up, I get this next one. Uh, right. The Punisher tries to decapitate Captain America with his new superpowers. Uh, and this is uh, spoilers from. Uh, no, it's not spoilers. It's uh, from solicitations coming up. Well, no, no. Uh, in the article, right, at the, right underneath that, it says it contains. Oh, it contains spoilers for Punisher number nine. Okay, that's on sale now. Got it. Okay, but yeah, but this is for Punisher number eleven that's coming out in April. Got it. Right. Got it. Got it. So uh, basically, yeah. I think the title pretty much says it off. He, you know, Punisher tries to kill Steve Rogers. Good luck on how that's going to come out. Um, it says here, if Frank wants to really end, if wants to end his war once and for all, he's going to have to fight his way through some familiar faces. So basically, it's are they basically trying to say it's, it's Punisher versus the Marvel Universe again? Again, that's exactly what was set up at the end of the previous issue. The, the aforementioned Punisher number nine. Yeah, been there, done that, but we'll see. Next up. Blade's daughter puts her vampire hunting abilities to the test in an exclusive article written by our very own at TimDog98, Timothy Adams. There's a new vampire <laughs> hunter in the Marvel Universe, and she happens to be the daughter of Blade. Um, comicbook.com has the exclusive preview of Bloodline, Daughter of Blade Number 1 by Danny Lore, Karen S. Darbo, Chris Peter, and VCs Joe Sabino. The preview starts with Brielle, that is Brielle Brooks, the daughter of Blade, and her mother having dinner together at a restaurant, and everything goes south from there. Yeah, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this because we have heard rumblings of Blade's daughter coming for like probably a good three or four years at this point um and i like danny danny lord's writing so uh we'll see, we'll see what what happens with that probably i kind of want to have danny Lowe on the show but uh, we'll, we'll see um marvel comics reveals new avengers roster and creative team for 2023 and i'm just going to go ahead and say it before he does agent 70 was right I told you so, <laughs> and I hate saying it, but I told you so. But truth be told, you didn't necessarily. I mean, I, I like where you were going with how you got to that point, but none of us right. knew that that was going to be the case because there was evidence against it being of the case. Of course. But there I'm kind no, of. There was nothing certain until we found out. Right. But I'm kind of happy for this, as I know Agent 70 is, because we are both Jet McKay fans uh, of, of his uh, current works. So, uh, apparently the creative team is going to be the aforementioned Jed McKay and artist CF Villa, um, who, as this article says, previously uh, collaborated on Black Cat, so we know it's going to look good as well. Um, uh, and this spins off of, if you haven't seen, uh, the timeless number one for 2022 slash 23, excuse me, 2023, uh, although wait, I guess it came out. Either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, the, the the most current timeless because there's two now. Um, one shot. Uh, it's gonna come off of there, which we knew was going to happen because that book sets up some uh, future things or some some things that's supposedly coming in the year. The last one still, as we said in the 500th episode, has some stuff that still, as far as we know, hasn't happened yet. So that's still some interesting bits, but. 
Uh, it says here that the new Avengers series will pit a streamlined version of the Avengers against Kang the Conqueror. I wonder why. And the mysterious uh, team known as the Twilight Cor- Court. So I'm going to run down the uh, one. I'm going to put up the, the picture of the cover for Avengers number one uh, that shows the roster. Uh, it looks like they're going back to seven. Well, actually, technically, they're not really going away from that seven whole seven thing. But uh, if you're not watching the video version, we have Vision and Scarlet Witch, Black Panther, uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, Captain Marvel, who is the chair, who's going to apparently going to be the chairperson of the group, Thor and Iron Man. So the group doesn't necessarily change that terribly much, with the exception of the fact of the the first few folks. Or the first couple of folks that I have named and the addition of Sam Wilson. Now, the amusing thing uh, before I hand it over to uh, Agent 70 for his thoughts is that most of these folks on this roster have a project coming out in the MCU. Not most, but some of them. What a dink. Yeah, weird. And they're going up against Kang. We don't know when we're... we're what we're a coinky dink. Yeah, huh. How funny is that? So when I saw this roster, I'm like, yeah, okay, we see why they're doing this. Maybe they have other things. Maybe just, you know, but come on. (laughs) Hello, Synergy. Nice to meet you. Exactly. So, I mean, we joke, but it is is very much the case. Like, come on, man. This is, this is, no. But I'm still interested in watching and reading this because one big offenders fan to jet mckay's writing is is uh has been good so far so i'm kind of curious as what his take is going to be for the avengers roster for the avengers team but yeah let's let's not let's, let's not overlook the fact that um that there's what, what's going on here um does it say anything else about anything else of this um, no, not really. Oh, uh, Avengers number one will release on May 17th, 2023. And Marvel also features some of Villa's uh, concept art for the series in February's Stormbreakers 2023 sketchbook. So there you go. Next up. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry. One little tidbit that I didn't see. Marvel recently teased the possible return of the Uncanny Avengers as a part of the publisher's free comic book day promotion. Um, and they also revealed that Jason Aaron will be returning to the Star Wars franchise as one of the creators involved in the anthology series, uh, uh, Darth Vader, black, white, and red. Interesting. So those are tidbits that I had not seen. Next up though. Marvel is collecting the backstory of Parker Robbins, AKA the hood in a trade paperback that will release just ahead of the Disney plus series. Ironheart, in which the character will play a leading role. The Hood, the saga of Parker Robbins, will collect The Hood number one through six, Dark Reign, The Hood number one through five, and material from Dark Reign, The Cabal. The 296-page trade paperback will go on sale on June 7th, 2023, with an MSRP of $34.99. Yeah, before you said that thing about Ironheart, I was going to say, gee, I wonder why he's getting this. (laughs) but yes there we go um star wars new ewoks comic teases tale of horror on indoor so it says here that star wars was celebrated 40th anniversary excuse me the 40th anniversary of return of the jedi by presenting 
uh, it, <laughs> the Ewoks like fans have never seen them before. Uh, it says in April, uh, Marvel Comics, which previously announced a Jabba the Hutt comic tying into the anniversary uh, celebration, will publish Star Wars Return of the Jedi Ewoks number one, which is a 32 page one shot written by current Deadpool writer Alyssa Wong. I believe I see, uh, saw her tweet on this actually. Uh, featuring artwork by Lee Garbett, uh, Casper Wingard, and Kyle Hotz, and Paulina Ganacho. Uh, the issue featured several short stories framed by a group of Ewoks telling tales around a campfire, including some, ten, some tinge with horror. Uh, sounds like a fun new take on Ewoks and a great way to celebrate Return of the Jedi's anniversary. And kind of sound like those Vader Castle um, uh, um, Halloween books and i get and that tales for the rank of the rancor book from a couple of weeks back so it's kind of along those lines if you've read any of those so cool um i, I was gonna sing the ewoks theme for the show but no one wants that so move right along all righty so for the fans of the comics uh, uh the star wars comics that marvel's putting out um this is a story that has spoilers for Star Wars, Han Solo, and Chewbacca number nine on sale now. And the bottom line is the Star Wars smugglers, Han Solo and Chewbacca, now possess the mind of the galaxy's most dangerous droid ever. Another character that was created for Star Wars comics. Yeah, it slightly looks like Rom's Space Knight, not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, in, in this image, I have not. Uh, I thought, for some strange reason, I thought this Han Solo and Chewbacca series was a minute series. Um, uh, but apparently it's an ongoing, and I have I want, I would like to catch up on it uh, as the person that's, well, as, as a lover of Star Wars, but also as the one that reads the Star Wars book around here. Books right. around here. Um, but we'll see how that happens. Speaking of Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Women in History Month various covers by Peach Momoko. Uh, if you're watching the video version, you you can see one uh, preview here um, on this article. And apparently, G, 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 when is this going to happen? Uh, in March, there's going to be a full list of Star Wars Women's History Month variant covers of which the characters you can speculate some, but probably don't know anything about the others. Uh, of course, Leia's getting hers. Um, uh, Haldo's getting hers. Uh, the, the rest of these people, Sabe, uh, if you've been reading the the, the current uh, Darth Vader book, is getting one, and a, couple, a bunch of other people from the, the the comics, which most people probably do not know because they're in the comics, unless they're reading the comics. So there you go. Um, and um, if you did not know where they're from, hey, there you go. There's a, a nice little um, link, not link, but uh, showing where they're, where they're, where you may have seen them from or where you can see them. So, yeah, look out for that in March. Next up. Next up. So the video game Marvel's Avengers continues to add new costumes based on the comics and two new designs will be made, will be made, were, were made available uh, last week. Uh Players are able to now snag new costumes for both versions of Hawkeye, that is Clint Barton and Kate Bishop. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you about this one particular costume because it says here that there's a 90s glory costume. Granted, uh, there's some, as Agent 70 knows, there's some stuff, I, a lot of stuff I hadn't read in the 90s. Uh, I knew War Machine had a book, but I did not know Hawkeye showed up in it, one, <laughs> and two, had this particular outfit <laughs> in it. So maybe I have to see, um, see, I, well, I was going to ask you if you knew, if, if you knew, if you've seen that before. But I'm look. I haven't opened up the image, so I'm looking at gotcha. it up now. Wow, he looking on the Twitter link to see it. Yeah. Um. But while he's doing that, I have some good news for Agent Seventy at least because Marvel's Avengers won't be supported after September. So he probably won't ah! hear me talking about the anything coming to Marvel's Avengers anymore after September. Thank God. The game will still be playable for owners, including online for the foreseeable future, which means probably in the, the year as, as things tend to go. Um, so, yeah, uh, Square Enix was, well, Square Enix basically came out and said that, hey, yeah, that that's happening. Um, and, you know, the marketplace is going to close up, but, uh, you know, the game's still going to be out there. Uh, so after March 31st, oh wait, I'm sorry. Um, da, 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 da. oh, so coming March 31st is going to be update pushed out. Uh, that's pretty much going to close out the cosmetics that you can get, uh, from the store. So I guess if you want any cosmetics, you better get them now, including the ones mentioned, uh, and then going into, um, you know, closing out official support on September 30th. So I should probably finish that game one way or the other because I remember starting it and then didn't finish it. I kind of remember the suit very short lived. Gotcha. Next up. Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley developer addresses the possibility of Marvel and Star Wars characters. So in Disney Dreamlight Valley, players can explore a world inhabited by many of Disney's most iconic characters since releasing in early access last September. The game has featured familiar faces such as Moana, Scar, and Buzz Lightyear. Uh, apparently, uh, in an interview with comicbook.com, Game Loft's Manea Castet addressed the possibility of uh, Star Wars and Marvel characters jumping in. Apparently, he did not shut down the possibility. Yeah. Didn't say, basically didn't say that would, it would happen, but didn't say it couldn't happen. So, right. Um, so I guess stay tuned for that. <clears throat> new Batman game launches crowdfunding campaign. So it says here, a new Batman tabletop game has raised nearly a half a million dollars on game found, uh, which I've never heard of this, uh, but I am assuming it is a, uh, Kickstarter like for board games. I'm going to assume night games has launched uh, a crowdfunding campaign for Batman escape from Arkham asylum, which actually sounds like a game that is already out for some reason, but Hey, it's a new tabletop game set in the DC universe. The core game is a semi-cooperative dungeon crawl style game in which players take the role of one of Batman's iconic villains. Each one has their own objectives and abilities. So kind of sounds like Disney villains then. Got it. Um, players must work together to overcome the guards, security systems, and other threats in Arkham Asylum to escape the infamous prison. However, while the players can escape Arkham Asylum together... 
Only the player who completes their objectives is declared the winner. So if that sounds interesting to you, you can hop on over to whatever site that is and uh, pledge by February the 7th. Next up. So this is spoilers for... Uh, DC's latest Batman one bad day come, but I know that there are different ones. Okay, so this is the Bane version. Okay, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to get through this because it's not written the way I'm used to telling us. You know, like what issue it's spoil. You know, like what 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 the where the spoiler is. So, right. but the bottom line is, um. Yeah, I'm not reading this shit. I think um, I think that was a one shot that came out like last week. Yeah, but I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to read this you know read this just to get to the gist of what the the secret team up is. Uh, basically, he teamed up with Bane, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I, I believe. Yeah, I believe uh, that was the case. I mean, that's what the image teases. So right. There's an image that accompanies the article. So. Right. So, which I guess makes some sense given, hey, he's teaming up with the Joker for some dumb reason. Why not the person who broke his back? That makes no sense What is it whatsoever. Anyway, Dawn of DC continues with Titans, Green Lantern, and Cyborg. So, yeah, DC is continuing to announce new titles uh, in its Dawn of DC uh, project, I believe. Didn't that start this week with that Action Comics? Uh, no, I I think, I feel like I saw the, the Dawn, of, Dawn of DC um banner on that but i'm not reading action so i don't know uh regardless so let's see we have uh some creative teams for uh some new books which includes uh titans from tom taylor and nicola scott a green lantern from jeremy adams and uh zermanico and cyborg from morgan hampton and tom rainey and then it just goes into um the premise of those books. Um, so yeah, and I believe Titan Titans are taking over for the Justice League. Yeah, that's the gist of it. Now, At also, least temporarily, right? You so know, the the the, the, the uh, <clears throat> I, I guess one of the the byproducts of this whole death of the Justice League thing is that the Justice League is stepping back to reassess. Sure. And in the interim, in the power vacuum, the Titans are expected to step forward weird that's like like they do with almost every other <laughs> crisis or whatnot um or at least a couple shout out to 52 i suppose um and, and the like anyway next up so speaking of dc dc comics has lined up three comics for free comic book day dawn of dc 2023 free comic book day special edition will spotlight the year-long dawn of dc event that kicked off this month this yeah this current month mm-hmm. Um, the comic will include a new original story plus previews of upcoming titles. Okay. Yeah. Well, buckle up. We got a lot of DC books. Whether we're going to read them or not, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll try some of them. I know, but you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, the last Rona announces comic focusing on, hang on. Yeah. On four new totals, which I guess I teased that, um, I might have teased that initially earlier, unintentionally. Um, 
or maybe intentionally. But yeah, it says here that um, to talk about uh, the the last Ronin Lost Years, which we talked about earlier. Um, there's another one coming called The Last Running Lost Day Special, written by uh, Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz, um, and uh, with uh, Ben Bishop and illustrator and colorist Luis Antonio Delgado. And it'll deliver a tale about the four new turtles that were teased at the end of the original story. Uh, and um, spoiler alert: uh, in the, um, the the lost uh, uh, the lost years that came out this week. I believe it's so same turtles. So yes, 40 issues is going to be this May. Um, and not a big surprise, I guess, especially after reading, you know, after reading, uh, the lost, uh, lost years. Next up. Fans of the expanse book series and recently concluded streaming series who want more of the crew of the, the Rocinante. Rocinante. Mm-hmm. Their star-faring adventures, now that the show is over, are in luck as Boom Studios is bringing back its line of The Expanse comics with a 12-issue limited series that Boom says, quote, broadens The Expanse universe in ways that will change how fans view the entire series, unquote. It's written by Green Arrow, year one writer Andy Diggle, with art from Voltron legendary defender artist Rubin, or Rubine. Uh, When is this coming out? The Expanse Dragon Tooth number one goes on sale in April with covers from Christian Ward and Young Gyun Yoon. The Expanse is a good sci-fi show if you like hard sci-fi. Uh, I need to actually finish up because I think those last couple of seasons I had not uh, watched, but they're out there on Amazon. So, but they're good. But it's good. It's a good show. Uh, Paper Cuts moves distribution to Simon and Schuster, uh, apparently. So it says here that uh, the children's graphics novel input paper cuts is, uh, yes, will provide that, excuse me, Simon & Schuster will provide sales and distribution worldwide for the publisher, for the imprint, effectively this month, actually. Uh, Previously, paper cuts books were distributed, excuse me, to the book channel by Macmillan, which is the other textbook manufacturer and publisher. So um, then it goes into the fact that Paper Cuts was acquired by Mad Cave Studios in August of 2022. I did not know that, but then again, we don't deal with too much Mad Cave Studio stuff. And the move brings it into alignment with the parent company, which signed a distribution deal with Simon & Schuster in April of 2022, which I guess is just now going into effect. Next. Um, the presenting sponsor for Free Comic Book Day 2023 will be TCG Player, the e-commerce platform that began as a marketplace for trading card games and expanded to include comics in October 2022. So, Free Comic Book Day will be held on May 6th, 2023, and over 2,000 com- comic shops are expected to participate this year. Okay. I did not know that TCG Player had been had become such a big thing. I didn't either. That's why this article kind of kind of shed some light on some things. Um, but Critical Role: The Mighty Nine get an oversized Dark Horse collection. Fans of uh, Crit Role rejoice, I'm sure. Uh, says here per Screen Rant, the new collection comprises four previously released books centered on the backstories of the of. Uh, 
the, all of the characters, or most of the characters. I'm not going to name them all, but you know Crit Roll, The Mighty Nine, so I don't have to say so. Uh, the stories feature writers Sam Maggs, Jody Hauser, and Cecil Kesta, Kestalucci, with artist Hunter Severin Bonyan, uh, which sounds like a TNT name itself, um, Selena Espiritu, William Kirby, and Aaron Angiolino, contributing to the various novels. Uh, the Critical Role, The Mighty Nine Origins Library Edition Volume 1 also adds more to its sketchbook along with new art from Robin Fraun. So, if you're watching the video version, you see the uh, the, the cover for it. Uh, there you go. Next. Next up, Sourcepoint Press launches a new imprint focusing on Jewish creators and stories. Uh, this new imprint, Magid Comics, will, will focus on Jewish stories by Jewish creators, and they have hired Israeli-American filmmaker Arnon Z. Shore as the editor-in-chief of the imprint. The launch title will be the all-ages comic of Ben Mortara and the Thieves of the Golden Table, an archaeological adventure story written by Shore with art by Kat Bauman. Okay. Huh, cool. Last but not least, um, I believe this... Came out this week, actually. History collides with the present in fragmentation f- preview. Uh, let's see. Says, what would you do if you witnessed people, societies, and landmarks of history emerge right in front of your eyes, watching the world transform into its former self out of thin air? That's the premise of Fragmentation, a new original graphic novel from writer Mark Guggenheim and artist uh, Benny R. Lobel. Uh, and R and colorist uh, Christopher Sotomayor, and we uh, dot com has a preview for you on this uh, article, so that you can um, peep it out for yourself. But it's in stores right now, as of this recording, because it came out this week. So, and that, folks, is the news. Can we get one more ad read? Our last ad read of the night is for Blue Apron's meal delivery service, Blue Apron. Fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off, $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free 99 for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through CSPN.us. Do it today. All righty, folks. As I shoot us back over this way, blink. Uh, that, folks, is the end of this here show for this week. I uh, appreciate each and every uh, one of y'all for coming out, whether it's uh, catching the show after the fact on video or audio, or if you were live with us on uh, Twitch or YouTube uh, with us at uh, uh, at the recording time. Um, well, we'll talk about that later because we've already said, hey, <laughs> we got things coming up. We got things may or may not be coming up, so... Right. At the end of the day, we will be sure to let everyone know when, if we ever, when or if we think about taking uh, 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 a brief break on the show because of movie protocols. Yeah. So, you know, we'll be sure to let everyone know. We do know for a fact 
that February 16th will not have a regularly scheduled comic book chronicles because we will be out watching Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. And, the Mania. Right. And um, what was the date for John Wick? May? Was it May? No. March? March. March. March something. I, I don't remember exactly when, but the point is uh, Ant-Man is first and we'll be sure to let everyone know about everything else coming up soon. March 24th. But yeah, those are the current ones we have uh, uh, slated. So there is that. And with that, folks, my name is Ryder Cat. You can find me at Ryder Cat on Twitter. You can find me at News Nose Needle on Twitter. You can find me at CB Caps on Instagram. <laughs> Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, PCN underscore dirt on Twitter, popculturenet on Twitter, popculturenetwork.com is on umbrella sites therein, and Spotify doing some music and other places. There it is. Tim, D O G G 98 on Twitter, the Osiris of this ish. Uh, you can also find him at CB Cron on Twitter, which is the Comic Book Chronicles um, Twitter account. You can also find him at the Click Nation on Twitter. That's T H E K L I Q N A T I O N. You can also find him at theclicknation.com. And last but not least, you can find him over at comicbook.com where he's writing his face off. Uh, go to give that man some clicks. Rate his stuff, but give him some clicks. Um, yeah. You can find this here podcast on the Coastal of the Podcast Network. That's CSPN.us. Do it today. You can also find this here podcast on your podcast proposal place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coastal Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. Make sure to hit like and subscribe and give us all the five-star reviews. Positive ones. Yes, preferably. Uh, you can also find us recording normally every Thursday night, 9.30-ish Eastern Standard Time in the p.m., on uh, the YouTube channel of The Click Nation, that's youtube.com slash The Click Nation, and uh, twitch.tv slash comic book chronicles. Uh, yeah, folks, we will see you next week. Same bad time, same bad channel uh, with uh, no, more news, views, and um, um, some shots at some celebrity that we probably don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, maybe I'll have a Mount Rushmore of actors I really do not like, but we've hit the triumvirate tonight. Yeah, but I feel like you, you, you're, you're, you're most of the way there, so I can't imagine who that last slot's going to be. Um, right. And with that, folks, this has been the Comic Chronicles. Peace. Peace, one. My time is up. Peace out to Brooklyn. What's on your ear?